This week on the Corporate Quitters Podcast, we have Irama Pozo. She refers to herself as the Oprah of accounting. And after hearing this, you'll understand why. Sit back, get ready for a wild ride. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today we have with us Irama Pozo. And introduce yourself to the folks. Tell them who you are and what you do. Hi, thank you for having me as your guest today. Uh, I am a CPA who's worn many hats, and I help businesses and individuals to free up their resources and their time so they could curate their best life and have time to do more of what they love and spend more time with those they love. So that sounds complicated, but I've had a lot of roles. So when I started my career, I did not know how to get to where I wanted to be, to become a CPA, to become a manager, to help people. And the 50-year-old version of me was not available to, and still isn't available because I'm not 50 yet, was not available to teach the 15 to 25-year-old version of me how to do career plan. My parents didn't know how to help me with that either because they're immigrants and um, they were blue-collar workers. And I started working in corporate accounting. I went to work at the IRS. I went to work at small accounting firms, mid-sized accounting firms, to health and healthcare industry. Then I went to try to get back into school. I'm still trying to go back into school. We'll talk about that later, about my journey to become a, a PhD. Ah. And... I just gave in after a few burnouts and decided to embrace being an entrepreneur and a thought leader. And so now as an entrepreneur, you help companies to free up their resources. And so do you mostly work with uh, small business owners, solopreneurs? Who's your primary target market? Well, um, I'm still working on narrowing down my avatar, my ideal clients, but I enjoy working with boutique firms and helping them get their practice management right because I believe that just because you're a small firm doesn't mean you can't have the type of structure or support technology-wise that Deloitte has. Obviously, it's going to be different, but you need to be able to have the right workflows and the right tools to be able to do your job, to do a quality job, and to still be able to go to a soccer game or the gym. And when I work with entrepreneurs, I try to help them to set up their system so they can automate everything and delegate everything and take five minutes or an hour to send something out to a client or to be able to produce a report. Because I know that, you know how they say knowledge is power. If you don't have the right information to make a decision, that's money out the door. Then uh, I also like to work with minority and women businesses because I find that there's a lot of great intentions out there, but People don't really give the service, the level of service that that is needed. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you're all about freedom and flexibility while also working. Am I am I hearing that right? Yes, I have learned the hard way because I am a recovering workaholic that, you know, is definitely quality over quantity. Right. Working a lot of hours is not a badge of honor. 
you have to make sure you're actually being productive. And as you're doing work that's more high level, you're producing content, you're training people, you're, you're servicing clients, you can't, you know, when you're securing the bag, you don't want to secure the bag under your eyes. You want to make sure you're refreshed and you can actually be present when you're there in the meeting. Yeah. That you're enjoying your life. You're not, you're not leaving the corporate world so that you can even be more tied down to your desk. You want to make sure you have that flexibility. Right. And, to, well, and that's the reason to, yeah, that's the reason to leave is to find that freedom and flexibility. You talk a lot about purpose, having a purpose in life. When did you find your purpose? I found my purpose when I realized I was, well, I, I guess my parents made me find my purpose because they used to volunteer me to go help their friends with things. For example, um, some of their friends didn't know English and I would be volunteered during my free time in summers before I could work to go help them translate things. Like I would just wake up and be told that I was going to help their friend or they try to find a way for me to volunteer and, and and suggested that I go volunteer at church. And I ended up volunteering at a nursing home. So volunteering was always a part of my life since I can remember whether or not it was voluntary. <laughs> and, Voluntold. and it just being told to volunteer and to help people and, and hearing that if you don't help, if you're not of service for others, then you're not paying your rent on this world, right? Like in this life, that you're not really fulfilling your purpose if you're not adding to others, being told that repeatedly, and actually starting to enjoy seeing other people actually make progress by the little things I did for them. That kind of made me wonder, like, how can I use my career to help people? So one of the things that I had done in the past was actually to volunteer for the VITA program, where I volunteered to prepare tax returns for low-income individuals mm -hmm. and seniors. And that helped me with like financial literacy I, um, ideas that I implemented or I suggested to nonprofits that I worked with. Um, and it helps me to advocate for people. So it's helping others is almost selfish because you can always gain so much more. You have this career where you do a lot of different things. You wear multiple hats and overall you're happy, but it didn't always it wasn't always like that. T talk to us about the road that you took to get to where you are now. What are some of the things that you've experienced that helped build you into the person that you are now? Well, since I had to navigate my own way and, and kind of was lost and I used to be very shy. Like I'm still kind of introverted, but I used to be shy. Um, I had to push myself and, and network. Like, I remember I was working somewhere and my boss was used to help me. I went in early so I can learn my job and she got upset. She said that other people saw me coming in early and I made her look bad. So I started walking around and getting other people to give me guidance on my work that she refused to train me on. And one of these individuals invited me to um, University Society of CPA's meeting. And I started networking and I started realizing that wow, why am I even concerned about these few people who don't want to help me when there's a world of opportunity out there? And that was the beginning of me taking more charge of my career and realizing that I could actually use volunteering with professional organizations 
to build my leadership skills and to have a platform to be able to help people because your career is more than just your job. Right, right. Well, and it also sounds like you learned how to ask for help too and to accept that help too. Yes, yeah, because I was always helping others and then I had to learn how to help myself because if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. And most people are not mind readers. We don't have the chips yet, right? I'm just kidding. Right, but right. most people are not mind readers and they really don't know what you want. I've had conversations with people after the fact years later and they're like, well, you could have asked me for help with that. You know? And I, I, was, I was shocked. So asking for help, well, I guess I should backtrack. Know what you want so you can ask. Because yeah. if you don't even know what you want, then no one can help you. But how did you learn to ask for help? What, what did that look like for you? You went from a stage of not asking and then all of a sudden just asking anyone for everything because you asked me for a lot of stuff. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But, but no, seriously. It's networking. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It really is. But, but how did you get to but, that point where you were comfortable with it? Because it sounds like you were once uncomfortable. Do I also try to be fair as well? Like either I'm going to pay it forward or help the other person or... You know, I'm trying to learn as much as possible. So I, I figure I'm already in a space. I need to be present. I need to be a sponge. Every person I meet is my teacher. So let me see what I can learn from this person. Because if someone is passionate, if someone is passionate about something, like I want to know what it is that excites them about. It because maybe that can help me help someone else. Mm-hmm. Or it can help me with something I'm doing. Um, and then I also didn't want to get fired. Because when I, when I was with my parents, I didn't want them to... Um, how was I going to explain to them? Like, I got fired because I didn't ask for help and, and this woman was horrible to me. So I said, oh no, I'm leaving when I want. Like, I want to live life on my terms and leave when I want, not be pushed out the door. So I, I said, I'm going to have to ask for help. So that that may have included dodging out of the office and calling people myself and asking them if I'm approaching things to say it the right way. Um, finding informal mentors. And just observing how other people were asking for help. Uh, going to all of these networking events with all these different organizations, I heard other people's success stories. And all of them mentioned that someone else helped them or inspired them. I said, okay, so that means that if I keep asking questions, I can just accomplish anything basically because yeah. life is all about questions and answers and information. You know, I got to tell you, the paying it forward part is is real important because i'm going to tell you something that you probably don't even know that you did for me i don't even think you thought that you were doing it for me um so recently i was a guest speaker in your class and you know i i I think it's important to help the youth and so we, we we had a good time in the class it was an extreme it was a really good time but after it was over i think you were thanking me and you, you, you kind of recommended me on LinkedIn. Now I viewed it as something totally different. I viewed it as here she is recommending me to others and telling them that I did a really, really good job. Whereas I think you were just saying, thank you. I don't know what your intention was, but that really paid it forward because other people saw that and they said, oh, that's great. Can you come and talk to my class too? which is something that I've always wanted to do was to be a guest lecturer in a class. So without even knowing it, you know, you, you 
paid it forward. I don't know if you knew that that's what you were doing, but that's that's the effect of it. And that's what's happened because of it. It's pretty cool to me. Well, how I'm glad I'm glad to hear that other people invite you to their class and um, hopefully leave some leave some room in your schedule for for to return to my class. I'm just kidding. Oh, I, I, no, I'll come class. back. But no, the I, students, um, I was scared to come back to class and, and actually be lecturing them again because I couldn't keep up with all the stuff that you were telling them. But I, I really enjoy having other people actually tell students what they do because they, I know they view their educators as robots. Sometimes they, they think we're robots and, you know, like we're just their teacher. And, but when they hear other people, they get really excited about the career and the, the opportunity. So thank you. So let's let's stick to this topic of paying it forward for a minute. How do you purposefully pay it forward? Because I'm telling you, you paid it forward with me more than I can say thank you for. And I don't even know if you realize it. So what are some of the things you do intentionally so that maybe some other folks can start implementing some of those practices? Sure. Um, I try to because I know information is something that people don't have, like Anywhere that I've worked, people are missing information to make decisions. So I try to send people resources about doing all the research for them, like give them that nudge of, okay, this is how you need to start thinking about this so that you can even make a decision. Uh, I try to make introductions. Um, At some point, I want to be like a corporate matchmaker because I keep meeting all these people and I'm like, what am I going to do with all these people? Mm -hmm. So eventually I'm probably going to end up having to set up like not a real referral basis, but something of that nature because I meet people and then I notice that they can fill a need that someone else has. So I try to introduce a few people a week or a month. Um, I try to push people who are shy out of their shell. because I, I noticed that that helped me back in the beginning. Like, you know, shy people don't eat well sometimes. <laughs> so you. you have to make sure you're promoting yourself and having other people promote you. So, if someone does something well, I, I try to let them know because what if they they weren't sure and then they could have done this for someone else, like you mentioned, right? I try to informally mentor anyone that I can because I didn't have a mentor until I was until I had all, all my wisdom teeth for the most part. Like it was way after I had graduated and I was already in the workforce, so I was doing all these things. I didn't know I was wearing the wrong things or saying things that were wrong or not speaking up at the right time. All that time, I could have been banking more opportunities. And I didn't know. I didn't know that there were other options and other ways to do things. So anytime that I can make something into a teachable moment, I do that. And I try to, obviously, you know, you can't, sometimes when you pay it forward, you literally have to cut a check and pay it forward. So Sure. Anytime that I can, I try to donate to one of the schools or the, uh, the causes that that I care about because anything can make a difference. I remember when I was going to high school, I mean, finishing high school, and the nun that was running the program I was volunteering in, she, she gave me like a whole check. Like it was, I don't remember how much money it was. All I know is that I bought like a, a semester or two's worth of books with that check. So that made a big difference to me because I was able not to work for the first two years of college. And I know that supporting people also has to do with supporting them financially. So either I'll I'll donate or I'll ask others. So 
I'm warning you. I'm, I may be asking you for money for other people. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the corporate sector. You're working hard. You're learning a bunch of lessons. But then at some point, you got to a point where you just said, I need to quit because it's not working out. Talk to us about the moments that led up to that. Okay, so I know that in my line of work, I'm always telling people to do assessments, to to be to keep it real, to to really reflect on what they want. Like I literally tell people, if money were no obstacle, if no resources were not for, what do you want? What's your wish list? Well, I didn't always respect my wish list, right? I didn't always do that, and. I knew that I wanted to become an educator in some way, that I wanted to be able to influence people in some way, that I wanted to do more of the coaching and the training. And I knew I wanted to go back to school to do that. So I didn't do that when I was supposed to do that. I just went and got a master's degree and got back into the corporate game. And I won't bore you with too many details, but when my father died in 2014, that's when... I try to be strong and I try to stay in public accounting at the time and just go in when I had to on the weekends and run around to clients and 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 hold myself back when I wanted to give the clients even more recommendations. But that wasn't part of the audit. Like they were fine. Like I couldn't keep giving them more recommendations. That was like like being like an internal auditor or a business consultant, right? But I stayed strong from my other family members and I worked as hard as I could, threw myself into the work. And then one day I couldn't get out of bed. I literally couldn't get out of bed for a few days. And I, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in, I'm going to go quit. And I'm going to move on with my life. Um, because I was completely burnt out. I was completely burnt out. And I was really feeling out of place and tired. And like, I wasn't giving the value that I wanted to give because I did my job. I did it well. But I was doing, I wanted to do more. And um, I had started teaching at the time and I enjoyed it. Like they always say, do something that you can do like when you have like no energy, like it doesn't even feel like work. Mm-hmm. So even though I never got training to be an educator, I said, I actually enjoyed this. Like I actually enjoy working with students. Um, and I just started working, doing some consulting projects and all, but I kind of fell back into the trap you know, the corporate life, wanting to have my little briefcase with me and, and wanting to have more structure. And I kind of accidentally went back. I went to meet with a friend to ask her a question, to do something for a client, a potential client, by the way. So I didn't even get to actually get that client. And I met the friend at the client, at her client. And her client was hired. So I fell right back. So you and left... I, and then you came back. I to the came same back. thing that burned you out the first time. Worse, What's the definition of insanity? Is different than working at a not for profit. True, true. I was tied to a desk and people could find me. And <laughs> there I had to fight with people and said, I need office hours. You know, like all educators have office hours. Yes. I had to stay home to do work because they kept disrupting me. I couldn't finish my work. Oh, wow. Um, but that's a story for another day. But Working there made me realize that you can work with great people, but if you're not doing what you think your purpose is, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like the money, money comes and goes. Like money is great. Trust me, money is great. I, I, I like money, but I, I, um, I'm not trying to just 
get stacks of money and, and be miserable and have to spend half of it because I need to relax. I want a, a life where I have more flexibility and um, I'm making money while I sleep and I, and I have options of doing the things that I want to do. Right. Um, yeah, so I was stubborn and I went back and I left there to go and test consulting on someone else's uh, payroll. And that was a disaster because the universe said, we, I've had it with you. Why are you not listening? Go and do what you want on your terms. So I went to this uh, outsourced accounting company, which I do not list anywhere because anything that, all the microaggressions that I've ever experienced, all the things that could go wrong, they, it was like condensed there. Like, I mean, I never even had someone make fun of my name. Just the, the person I reported to wasn't even making fun of my name. You know, I never have had people deny me to take time off to handle family issues. Like, I don't even have kids. Like, if I say I'm taking time off to handle something for family, I had this person completely gaslighting me. They were, they used to schedule meetings, then not include me in the meeting invite, and then tell me I didn't show up to the meeting. Like, like it was a disaster. So I said to myself, and the last straw was when I had to help my mother, my sibling with something that was related to my father's death. And I had to, I had to go and take like half the day off. And they're like, you're lying. You don't have kids, so you don't have a family. I'm like, really? So I just, you know, so I said, you know what? I'm gonna really like do something for my family and and forget about this place and be done with it. And I just moved on with my life and said, I'm gonna get serious because I should have never gone there in the first place. So the funny thing is that when I told the friend who introduced me to the not-for-profit that I went back to, right? When I went back to corporate, when I was supposed to, she said, if you had told me about that you were gonna leave them for that place, I would have told you not to even take the interview. So going back to asking for help, like that was like circle a 360, like, okay. So going forward, when I wanna do something, I will ask five people for their feedback because they're not gonna make decisions on my life. And I will make sure that I am, I'm not making excuses like, okay, money, no. Who said you have to pay with things for you, with your own money, right? Like the universe provides, like they say. So there's a way to pay for everything. Like I cannot work for money. I have to be working for my purpose or to build what I want to build. I can go and drive Uber if I wanted to, if I need money, right? So there's no reason to put aside your dreams because of money. Find a way to make the money and make things happen. Don't go back. Any job I've had because of the money has been a disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I hear you talk a lot about purpose, but I don't hear you say anything about passion. Um, do you think those two are related? And if so, how do you think they're related? You may not think that they're related, but. I, I don't know if I should say this on record, but. I'm passionate about teaching, but I have not really made money teaching because I teach part-time. Mm -hmm. So I'm passionate about art, but I can only paint my nails. Like if I used to go to um, these uh, paint, sip, uh, what do you call them? Paint and sip or whatever you call them. And I mean, I was proud. I was so relaxed. I mean, I think only acupuncture is more relaxing than sitting there and painting with this group of people you don't even know. But I'm horrible at it. Like my paintings look nothing like the original. Like 
when I say not. I is like anyway. Well, is it one of those well, wine and paint places though? Because it might be the wine. I mean, <laughs> no, it's not the wine. I've, I've had water. I've, I've had seltzer just to check. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I've always known since kindergarten that I'm not good at painting. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. just because you enjoy something doesn't mean that you're supposed to be making a living doing it. Right. Some things are just meant to be hobbies or things for you to relax. Um, or some things are just meant to be part of your part of your portfolio of success that you want to, for lack of a better term. You're not supposed to think everything is, is, is like there are a lot of things I enjoy. But I'm not good at any of them. So purpose over passion. You got to find your purpose. Yes. Like my purpose is to make sure my, there's a pipeline of, of future CPAs and accountants, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to teach 50 classes to do that. Right? I can teach a few and mentor students and help them do that. Absolutely. And I can get a little bit more into the administrative side and help students do that. Um, going to teach at high school, knowing that, I my my classroom control is not good enough for for high school. <laughs> um, yeah, that wouldn't be a good idea. But I think that making sure you you do things on purpose and with intention is more important than just trying to follow your passion because passion costs money yes, and time. And it's like sometimes uh, it's like people who are hopeless romantics. I used to be one um, being in love with the idea of love versus actually like working on the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like when you're, you're building a business, there are things you're not going to like. I hate doing administrative tasks, but am I not going to send a, a calendar invite? Like I can, you know, I'm either going to outsource that regardless of whether I've automated my calendar, I still have to do it. Right. So there are things that you just have to do. And if you're just thinking about passion and passion, everything is great. Adrenaline, like, I'm so happy every day. That's not reality. You know, I think it's very important what you just said, that you used to be in love with love, but relationships take work. And that's whether it's a relationship with a friend, a family member, a significant other, an employer, or a job if you're self-employed. And, and you, you're hitting the significant points. Some things you just have to do, whether you want to or not. But if you get those things done, you can get back to the things that you do enjoy. I, I just, I agree 100% and I love that. So now in order for you to come out of your burnout, uh, it sounds like you're saying you, you really had to focus on your purpose. Uh, you had to stop working for money and really find your purpose and start working in your purpose and building that up because that made you satisfied and whole as a person. Because I know you said earlier that when you burned out, you literally could not get out of bed. So your body was telling you that this was wrong because, you know, our bodies, they have a, it, it has a way of responding to its environment and shutting you down when you're going down the wrong path. So you you were forced back into the right path. And, and you're saying that purpose helped you get there. Definitely, yes. And um, purpose, therapy, coaching, exercise. I, I don't believe in diets. Um, I don't count calories. They count me. But um, nutrition, because 
you have to you have to fuel your body. It's like if you have a car, you don't you don't do the oil changes, you don't put the fuel in it, you don't maintain it, it's gonna break down. Mm-hmm. So making sure that I was taking care of me because you know you are the CEO of your own life, right? I you can't when you're running a business like I, I always I'm grateful that I had to go into public accounting to get experience to get license because I don't know if if I had had the options that people have today if I would have done public accounting. But I learned so much in public accounting because even if the, you know, the partners didn't have time to talk to you, you saw how they were living their lives, right? You saw them leaving to go to a, a game. You saw them leaving to go to the, coming in from the gym. You saw them um, giving away the, the season ticket that they had. Like they made sure that they lived with intention because they knew that they were so busy and so much was relying on them that if they broke down, it's not just them. Like, they could look. They could lose their whole book of business and put all of their team out of out of work because the firm is not going to keep your employees if you're not producing, right? So, seeing other people and the way that they try to live with intention, like I've never seen them canceling their plans. Like they didn't care. They walked out. Like we said, we're going to lunch at twelve. Guess where you better be at twelve? Meet me in the lobby. Like Absolutely. you know what? They didn't miss lunch. Why should I? So that's how I knew that I was in the wrong places when people were asking me, skip lunch and bring uh, an energy bar. Like, really? You're asking me to eat an energy bar? When I had people take me to a steakhouse for lunch just because I did a good job at a client. Yep. Um, It's a lot. It's, it's, you know, then I had some sarcastic uh, colleagues who would say, you can't manage yourself, you can't manage anything. But they don't know that they were actually helping me. So they, you know, they they are they they were trying to figure out like how are you managing this workload? You know what? You want to challenge me to manage my workload? Challenge accepted. Um, but you really have to go back and make sure that you've not become bitter with everything that's happened, but that you use it all to become a better version of yourself. That you take all the lessons, leave behind the pain, whether you need to get professional help for that or not. But you need to carry these lessons with you. Uh, a lot of times when people start businesses, they want to start from scratch. Why are you reinventing the wheel? Somebody already did what you're trying to do. Learn and and make your own style is what I, I would say. You hit on some really important points because you just touched on the importance of balance. You said you got to handle yourself uh, uh, at work. So you got to handle your finances. You got to work, but you also have to handle yourself physically and uh, mentally, and even if you need to go get therapy or go get coaching. And so you you hit on an important point of being well-rounded, you know, because a big part of burnout, too, is when you just work and work and work and you don't have a release. So it's almost like you were out of balance and then you got back in balance when you started figuring out how to dedicate time to yourself, handling yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, emotionally, making sure your diet was in order, letting those calories count you. And I don't count calories either, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, it, I don't see a, a real point in it as long as you're eating healthy and you're exercising, but you have to exercise your mind, body, and your spirit, or it all breaks down. Um, but I think you're a good testament to if you are not handling the body and the mind, it will affect the body. I mean, if you're not handling the mind and, the, and you know what I'm trying to say, I got a little tongue tied there. Your mind affects your body is basically what I'm saying. Um, 
Where did I want to go now? I just lost my complete train of thought. I'm going to have to edit this part out. <laughs> you know, we did so well. We, we were serious for a while. We did pretty doggone good. Uh, <laughs> Don't make me laugh. It takes me 10 minutes to put my serious face back on. I'm trying not to. because you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> I know where I'm going to get back to. And another good point you made, you said, don't recreate what you left behind in corporate. I think that's extremely important because people start businesses and then they just do what they were doing in corporate. But you left corporate for a reason. There were some things you wanted to leave behind. Now, granted, there's some things you still have to do. You mentioned the administrative tasks. Those are important. But, you know, so anyway, as, as we come to a close here, I think there have been so many good points that you've made. Uh, and I want to see if I can summarize some of them and then leave you with some last words. But I mean, you told us that one thing we need to do is when we have questions, ask for help. Now you said something that I'd never thought about, but I am going to start incorporating it. And hopefully other people will too. But you said you usually ask five people for their opinions about something. I also like the way you said, you still have to make the ultimate decision, but you will ask their opinion, um, which means also that you must have at least five people that you trust their opinion enough. So you need to also build your tribe and have a tribe of folks. You talked about volunteering and you talked about networking, which was helping you to build your tribe. So the, those are two very important points that I took away from this, this lovely discussion with you. And also when you said, don't recreate uh, what, how'd you say it? You said, don't create what you left behind in corporate. I think that's extremely important. But also you talked about flexibility and freedom and purpose. Purpose over passion. I agree with that because when you're on your purpose, people can see it. You're actually helping people when you're making an impact in the world. Now with that, what do you want to leave our people with? I want to leave you with reminding you that mindset truly is everything because there have been times I had so many resources available to me, but I was looking at the obstacles. I wasn't looking at the opportunities because I didn't even, I didn't even know. I was hearing the voices of the people who, who tried to put me down the past or who were limiting themselves and like literally hearing them because they were telling me, don't even, don't even attempt to do that because you will fall down so hard. And you will not be able to get back up. So imagine being so young and hearing people say, like, are they saying that because they're bitter or because they, they don't believe in me? Like, I don't even know which one it is. But mm. you cannot allow yourself to have the wrong mindset. And it's not about being, uh, having toxic uh, positivity. It's about realizing that there's so much more than you, right? Like, when you believe that there's something higher than you, I'm not trying to preach here, but sounding like I am. <laughs> when you believe in something higher than yourself, your problems don't end with you and neither do your resources. Yep. So I, like, when I think to myself, can I do something? I'm stressing myself. But if I think to myself, how can I do it? Mm. Then I get emails, I get calls, I get e information. I'm, I'm looking through social media and I see a resource and that leads me to read up on something. And the answer is there. So you have to really make sure you look at your mindset. Like when I work with people, I work on their mindset first. I, I know that I always wanted to, to take some psycho extra psychology class. I probably should have minored in psychology. 
But work on your mindset first because everything else will follow. Forget about the money. Well, I should not say that. I, I, they will revoke my CPA license. Right? <laughs> but mindset first. Obviously, be responsible for your money and with yourself. But you have to think about what you want if you didn't have to worry about money. Because that would help you to build what you want. But if you start just limiting yourself to your current circumstances, you're not going to be able to build a life. Yep. So now where can we find you if we, if anyone wants to reach out to you? You can find me on YouTube, on Twitter, on, on uh, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Padilla. I actually have two books on Amazon, available on Amazon. And I'm always a little bit extra. So the titles are so long. But one of the sites of the books is uh, advisorypearlsbypozo.com. And the other site is financialvisionsbypozo.com. Um, I've published several articles on accounting today, so you can search me there. Um, I, like I said, I have to work on a few things, which one of them is my branding because all of my handles are different, but I'm, it's a work in progress. I'm working on preparing some, uh, courses and, and trainings and, and do more speaking. So follow me on social media and I look forward to hearing how this episode uh influence you to start curating your best life and to make sure that you're really freeing up your time and resources because you can't always like my father used to say you can't work just to be tired and mm. you can't live to work so live to build your life and to enjoy it um work smarter not harder and um make money while you sleep so you can sleep better than you got that right. Well, this was awesome. We'll put all your links in the show description so people will be able to find you and reach out to you. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Quitters podcast. If you like us, tell everybody you know. Better yet, head on over to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds. I can do it with my eyes closed and both hands tied behind my back. So what are you waiting for? If you want to talk to us, leave us a voice message. You might be featured on the show. Check the link in the show notes. Want to carry us wherever you go? Check out the merch on our work website. Get your I quit, old quit, or just plain quit stuff there. If you really, really like us, you can become a monthly contributor for less than a cup of coffee. Link is in the show notes. And last but not least, quit those limiting beliefs that are holding you back and we're out <laughs>